Thank y'all so much. Thank you for joining me again. This is another edition of Thirst Quench Thursday, Thirst Quench Ministry, Thirst Quench Podcast. I am your host, Chadrick Roseborough Sr. And as always, I am absolutely, y'all don't understand, I'm always absolutely any lady that y'all chose to kick it with me on tonight at 8 p.m. Listen, I went ahead and blocked this time off on President Biden's calendar and everybody else. Um, 8 o'clock is our time, so don't worry about important things happening. This is the most important thing that happens at 8 o'clock. Hope everybody's well saying. Hope you're good. Naya, hope you're good. Jasmine, hope that you are good. Listen, let's go ahead and dive head first in this thing. Like always, Pops, welcome to Thirst Quench Thursday. As always, if y'all have any prayer requests, please make sure you make those known. I like to lift those up by name, um, but if it is an unspoken request, please do so as well. I just want to pray with you. My whole goal for Thirst Quench Thursday is of course to preach the fact that he died but he did not stay there but i also hope that we grow um as individuals if we ain't growing then we just don't have entertainment and listen i ain't even about that life this is a commitment so uh we are two years strong in this thing so let's continue to grow man i appreciate every single one of y'all let's pray father we thank you for this moment god we are so grateful for your grace and your mercy God, I thank you for appointing this time, God, and anointing this time. God, I pray uh, right now for everybody under the sound of my voice. I pray that favor is attached to their life. God, I pray that no, we realize that no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. God, I thank you for who you are in our lives, and I thank you uh, for what you mean to us individually. God, I pray right now for the people who stand in need. God, that is every single one of us. All of us stand in need of something. God, if it's a broken heart, I pray that you begin to mend it. Maybe you're in the midst of mending it right now. I pray for patience for the person who is waiting on you to heal their broken heart. God, I thank you uh, for your grace. God, I pray for the person who is struggling in their mind. God, I pray that you grant them perfect peace. God, I pray for the person who is struggling with with temptations, with drug addiction, anything. God, I thank you um, that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly. God, I thank you for the people who are on new journeys that they've never been before. God, I pray that you give them the desire, the zeal, and the willpower uh, to make those things happen. God, we are forever grateful for you. For us in your son, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My man, say it. What's going on? Listen, that's my brother right there. Man, say it been playing ball. Well, I don't play ball no more. He still plays, still hoop. But we've been playing ball together since he was like six years old. And anytime I needed a point guard, that was my guy. But listen, man, tonight we're going to be jumping on. Uh, Miss Kathy, hope you're well. Miss Norma, it's good to see you. Ashley, good to see y'all. Hope everybody is well. Uh, Miss Joanne, good to see y'all. Listen, we're going to jump again on from Genesis tonight. Genesis tonight. Genesis 9 and 20. Last week we talked about Genesis as well. Um, but we're going to talk about Genesis 9, 20, and 21. Um, all right. Here we go. Jumps in. Noah, a man of the soil was the first to plant a vineyard. He drank some of the wine, became drunk, and uncovered himself inside of the tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. All right. So listen, I need for you to repeat this one more time. Let me jump on this one more time. Noah, a man of the soil, was the first to plant a vineyard. Remember, this is after the flood, right? He drank some of the wine, became drunk, and uncovered himself inside the tent. That is enough. So for tonight, listen, I need for you to type this on your screen. If we was in church, I tell you to look at your neighbor real quick, look them dead in the face and in the eyes, and tell them a drunken mess, a drunken mess. And before I can dig into this thing, maybe that's you and you have been a drunken mess. Maybe that's you and you are in a recovery mode right now at our church. We are preaching a recovery. Matter of fact, shout out. Here it is, man. This Sunday at Mount Calvary, I will be uh, standing to preach. I invite all of you who are not members of 
Mount Calvary. If you don't have anywhere to worship, pull up on us, 422 Carolina Avenue at 10 a.m. It is always crazy. But here it is, a drunken mess, a drunken mess. If that's you and you are in the mess, maybe your mess is not drinking. Maybe your mess is not being drunk. Maybe your mess is... uh, 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 drugs maybe your mess is gangs maybe your mess is so you know whatever it is whatever it is that your mess is tonight we are going to figure out how in the world we need to operate in our mess we need to figure out how we need to operate so make sure you type that on your screen a drunken mess a drunken mess so remember i told you this is after the flood this is after god had destroyed the earth by flood by water this is after they was in this for so long Noah and his family and all the animals got out and it says that noah was a man of the soil which means noah knew how to work the ground some people have green thumbs i'm not one of those people i have um uh i have an alloy plant in my office and it when i got back to work it was dead because people who was there didn't take care of it like they were supposed to but here it is he was a man of the soil so which means like basically anything he put his hands to in the soil was to grow there's some people who are like those are horticultural therapists nine times out of ten but it says that so he was the first to plant in the vineyard the vineyard is where all the grapes are grown so the winery um, can produce the wine so they can get their money so here it is he drank some of the wine became drunk and some versions say that he was drunken with the wine. Here it is. I need to point this out. The Bible doesn't say anything about you drinking. Right? Let's 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 clear this up. The Bible does not say anything. Drinking is not a sin. So for everybody who uh point who ain't who ain't real, if you ain't never had a drink, then I'm not talking to you. But if you have had a drink and you have snared your nose up at somebody for drinking, for having a drink, shame on you. The Bible doesn't say anything is wrong with having a drink. Here it is, here it is. It's when you are drunk that becomes the problem. Ain't nothing wrong with getting your little sip on. Every now and then hear this. And I heard somebody say earlier, well, you know, ain't nothing wrong with drinking. You know, you know Jesus turned the water into wine. Listen, let, one day we'll dig deeper into that. Did he really turn the water into wine? Was that a miracle or was that a sign? Did he turn the water into wine? Did he change their taste? We will touch in that a whole different week. Maybe next week we'll talk about that because that thing is good to me. But here it is. Noah. <clears throat> was a righteous man. Noah uh, found favor in God's eye. Noah uh, was somebody who God trusted enough to say, here, I need you to get this gopher wood and build this humongous ark because I'm going to send a flood like nothing you've ever seen before. And listen to me, here it is. And it's only one person that he could have trusted because truth be told, if God has spoke to me, he has said, listen, Chadwick, I know you don't know how to use your hands with wood and build this, that, and the third, but I'm sending a flood and I need you to build this ark. I'm telling you the measurements. I'm going to send, I'm going to supply everything that you need. I just need you to build this ark because I'm going to send a flood. Here it is. In my mindset, if he tell me he's going to send a flood, me and my family going to pack up the hoopty and we're going to drive to a different area that will not flood. I'm going to get as high off the ground, sea level as I can before I build this thing. So he had to tell somebody who he trusted. He trusted Noah. The Bible says that he was a righteous man. Noah was a righteous man and he found favor in the Lord. So he got to uh to talking to Noah and they got to the point where he was building this thing he was building and building he told him I need you to get all these animals I need you to get your families and don't worry about everybody else because everybody is going to look at you like you crazy and if I can push pause right there there is sometimes that God will insert some things in your life where everybody will look at you crazy even though you are on an assignment from God what is that what does that mean what does that mean preach it means for you to stay the course it means for you to not be worried about the noise of other people here it is as soon as 
as you decide in your heart and in your mind, I'm going to get myself together and I'm going to do exactly what God told me to do. Here it is. That's when the trouble happens. Why does the, why is that? Why does it seem like every time I try to take two steps forward, I get knocked three steps back? Here it is. I don't care if you do get knocked three steps back. The fact that you are moving, Lord have mercy. I feel like teaching. Can I teach this thing? Him, The fact that you are moving is enough for God to make a way out of no way. That's a fact for God to be able to supply every single one of your needs. All you got to do is decide that no matter what happens, come hell or high water, I'm going to keep moving by any means necessary. God will begin to maneuver some things that you did not know were in your way. When you feel like you are tripping, as long as you keep moving, God will allow an ark to appear. He will now, he will allow some things to come and supply every single one of your needs. Because if you think that the struggle happens before you decide to do the right thing, baby, you ain't lived long enough. Here it is. As soon as you do decide to be obedient, then that's when your trouble happens. But anyway, Noah was obedient. Noah was obedient and he decided to build his ark because God told him to. And if that's you and God speaking to you and you're being disobedient, I urge you, I beseech you, I beg you, do what the Lord is telling you. Because there will come a time where he may go silent on you. He may not be denying you, but he may be delaying you. And here it is. And if you so choose to ignore him long enough, it may come a time where he say, you know what? I talked to him. But not right now. And I would dare beg my God. Please don't ever. Do this thing without me. I just had this participant. I never understood what he was saying. He was singing this song. He would say. Lord. Whatever you're doing in this season. Please don't do it without me. That's my prayer to him, God. Whatever it is that you are doing in this season, please, God, please, please, please don't do it without me. If you need me to build this ark, I'm going to build it. But just don't do it without me. Here it is. And when I tell you Noah had to be obedient, there was everybody who talked about him. Noah, you look like a fool building this thing. There may come a flood, but good Lord, you, you, you're building this big of a flood. You ain't got to do all that. You trying to do this. You trying to get some attention for yourself. Yes, the naysayers are going to talk. Yes, people are going to be in your ear, but I need for you to stay the course. Why? Because sometimes the future is dependent upon your obedience. The Bible says that the Bible says that God, God don't even care so much about your sacrifice, but he cares about your obedience. I don't I don't I don't care what you sacrifice. I care about the fact that you're being obedient to what I'm telling you. Here it is. You can sacrifice all the livestock. You can sacrifice anything that you want to. But until you're able to be obedient. That's that's when that's when that's when you have to learn to stay the course. That's when you have to learn because I told you sometimes the future, not your future, sometimes the future is dependent upon you being obedient. I remember I asked my friend, I said, Man, what in the world made you start a church? He said, Man, I realized that for one, it was my destiny, it was my calling, but two, I was stopping somebody else from living out their destiny because I wasn't being obedient and operating. And what? what if God told you to start that business? What if you never wrote the book that God told you to write and somebody's children were dependent upon? What if you never fried that first chicken wing and nobody had to foot? What if you never started to do some locks in somebody's hair, Alicia? When you have a destiny, when you have to figure, when God is talking to you, baby, you got to learn to be obedient by any means necessary. Here it is. Here's the scary part. Here's the scary part you have to be able to hear God's voice at all costs 
Why? Because your thoughts may be louder than God's voice at times. Lord, have mercy. I should have saved this. I should, I should have saved some of this. The, 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 the reality of it is that sometimes your thoughts, your insecurities, your own selfish ways, you may indulge in your mind louder than God can be. And that's a scary place to be. I'm telling you right now. I told you that second point right there. First point is that sometimes your future is dependent upon your obedience. And the second point is there are sometimes that you got to hear God's voice at all cost. That means by any means necessary. That means if I've got to shut everybody else off just to hear God's voice, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hear God's voice by any means necessary. I may have to cut some friends off. I'm going to hear his voice. I may have to stand in the middle of the road by myself. I'm going to hear God's voice. I may have to cut everybody else off in my circle who I thought was my day ones, but truth be told, they were day sevens. That mean they just got there when things started to arrive. Listen to me. When God is talking to you, I need for you to listen clearly. I need your punches on your screen. Can you hear me now? Can, can, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Listen to me. God allowed Noah to build this ark. And he worked through him because Noah was a righteous man. Noah found favor in God's eyes. Here it is. But if we jump down to verse 22, it reads like this says, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. Here, verse 23, it says, Then Shem and Japheth uh, took a cloak and placed it over both of their shoulders and walked backwards. They covered their father's nakedness. Verse 21 says, He drank some of the wine and became drunk. Here it is. 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 Noah built this ark. Noah saved so many lives. Noah was able to be the person who started a new beginning. But here it is. Noah was a drunk. No, Noah was a drunk. Here it is. You think that you've done so much that God can't use you. Baby, listen to me. He used Peter. He used Zacchaeus. He used Mark. He used John. He, 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 used, he, he used Noah. I need for you to hear me clearly. Noah, Noah was a drunk. Here is my last point for you. And then we're going to preach this thing like I feel it. Here it is. It's never a bad time for God to use you. Put that on your screen real quick. Put 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 that on your screen. Put put that on your screen. It's never a bad time for God to use you. I'm waiting on you to put that on your screen. I I I need to see that. If you don't believe it, I need it to minister to me. Here it is. It's never a bad time for God to use you. Come on, Instagram. Put that on your screen. I need everybody putting that on their screen. It is never a bad time for God to use you. I don't care what your current situation looks like. It's never a bad time. I don't care how bad your past was. I, I'm here to tell somebody. I don't know who it is. If that's you, don't even worry about telling me. If you feel like just put your hand up in the comment box. It is never a bad time for God to use you. I don't care what the story has said about you. That's the good thing about God. God is a God of a comma, not a period what does that mean what does that mean the comma is simply meant for you to take a pause in other words when you talk what the comma represent when you're in elementary school you are to read that sentence when you see the comma you take a breath good lord have mercy preach this thing boy what i'm saying to you is that god is a god of commas not a period here it is he says whatever it is that you've done comma i can still use you 
Lord have mercy. Everybody take a breath so that you know he can still use you. It's never, it's never a bad time for God to use you. I don't care what you've been going through, baby. Put a comma in your life because it's not over. I'm here to tell somebody, Noah did all this. Lord have mercy. I feel like preaching, but it was a comma, not a period. You have to understand the difference between a comma and a period. The problem, the problem, the problem with too many of us is we think that God has put a period on our lives when he put a comma instead. The only thing that he put a period after is the fact that you shall live. Period. I need somebody to receive that word right now. You're going to live and not die. You're going to live. Period. If it's trouble in your life, you can put a comma. And in fact, the Bible says in this life, you have some trials and tribulations. Comma. Yeah. But be of good cheer. Why? Because I've already overcome the world. God says in this life, you have some trials and some tribulations. Comma. But be of good cheer. That means get excited about that thing. That means do not be discouraged. The Bible says, be not dismayed. Whatever betides you, the Lord will take care of you. I need for you to understand that you've got a comma in your life right now. Noah had a comma in his life and he went the wrong way. I'm here to tell you, no matter how bad your life has looked this up to this point, baby, you have a comma in your life. What happens after the comma is up to you. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I, matter of fact, I don't feel like moving on just yet. I want to stay on this comma real quick you have to understand how to use your comma Lord have mercy there are too many people who get tripped up over their comma and don't know how to keep moving baby I'm here to tell you there are some times in your life you gotta know when to keep pushing put that on your screen keep pushing you have to know when to keep pushing good Lord have mercy I fell down I've been knocked down comma but I got back up Donnie McClurkin I thank you for that we fall down comma but we get back up I don't know who it is that I'm talking to on this episode of Thirst Quench Thursday but whatever it is that you've been puffing has got you thinking that you Superman. I got the kryptonite right here. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I don't care how hard your life has been. Comma. God is still making a way. Matter of fact, I can't say he's making a way out of no way because God is the way. In other words, if he is the way, there's always been a way. Baby, you just have to find your way. I don't care how difficult it's been. God is still working that thing out. For your good. Let's move on. I know y'all got things to do. Verse 22. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked. Last week we talked about naked. What in the world does this nakedness mean? <laughs> Lord have mercy. I feel good about that comma. I feel good. I feel good about the comma. Last week we talked about the naked. What does the nakedness mean? The nakedness, the nakedness, the nakedness mean it remember it was a representation of innocence. Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, they were walking around naked until they ate the tree in the middle of the garden which was the tree of knowledge, the tree of right and wrong. That's when they understood that they were naked and they tried to hide themselves. Here it is. There is a big difference when you're naked on accident and naked on purpose. When you're naked on accident, it involves shame. See, I didn't say guilt. I said shame. The problem with us Christians, a lot of us, too many of us Christians, we operate on guilt. Listen, guilty is not biblical. Guilty is a verdict. I need for you to understand that thing. I need, I need for you to understand guilty is not biblical. Guilty is a verdict. You got to understand when the verdict says innocent and when the verdict says guilty. If you are a believer, if you believe that Christ rose from the dead with all power in his hands, your verdict will forever be not guilty. I need for you to understand this thing right here. Here it is. Here it is. There is a difference when you're naked on purpose 
and naked on accident. Noah was naked on accident. The Bible says that Noah uh, was a man of the soil. So he was the first to plant the wine in the wine yard, the vineyard. He drank some of the wine, became drunk and uncovered himself inside the tent. He was drunk. He was under the influence. He was a drunken mess. So therefore he got naked on accident. Here it is. Here it is. Here is your shout. 21 minutes in a thirst quench Thursday. Here is your shout for the day. Whether you're naked on purpose or naked on accident, God still covers you. Lord have mercy Lord have, that, 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 that's, that's for somebody who feel like they're too filthy That's for somebody who feel like they messed up too much And don't know how God's going to work that thing out Listen to me Whether you are naked on purpose Or naked on accident God still covers you Here's the thing about Adam and Eve Remember I told you at first They covered themselves with what? With their leaves The thing about them covering themselves with them leaves When the leaves died because if a leaf is not attached to a branch, which has to be rooted in the ground so they can receive the things that it needs to receive, it's going to eventually die. <laughs> can I dig deeper? But when God covered them, he covered them with skin, which had already been dried, which means that it has some stretch to it. Lord have mercy. I don't know who it is that I'm talking to right now, but God's telling you that you're about to step into your season of stretching. Lord have mercy. Let me cut this off. I'm, 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 I'm done with that. Let's, let's minister right here. Because before you shout hallelujah, if that's you and you're about to step into your season of stretch, buckle up your seatbelt. Because let me let me get my own testimony. Josh, you on Instagram, you, you can test to it. Josh, Josh Fimps came to my house when I had these two ruptured discs and Sitting on my nerves, couldn't move my body, couldn't stretch, couldn't do nothing. Josh came, Josh is Josh athletic trainer. So Josh would come and he would try to stretch me out. Lord have mercy. But my body at that point was so contracted that when he tried to stretch, I would stretch to a minimum because my body wasn't conditioned to stretch in the way it was supposed to. And every time he pushed just a little bit more, I would say, ah, I can't do no more. That's 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 enough for today. He said, no, you gotta you gotta flex. You gotta you gotta do this with your foot. You gotta do this with your foot. Here it is. Every time he wanted to stretch just a little bit more, good Lord have mercy. I would scream in agonizing pain because my body couldn't stretch anymore. Here it is. In order for you to get to the place that God is pushing you to, let me say that one more time. In order for you to get to the place that God is pushing you to, that God is destined you to be, baby, you got to be stretched. I tell you all the time, sometimes we have to change our prayer from God, get me out of this situation. To God, if I'm going to be here, I need for you to step in this situation with me. If anybody has ever lost a significant amount of weight, you realize how much room you have in an old pair of pants. When you pull them out, when you stretch them out, in order for God to get in a situation with you, you've got to make room for him. What is that? That means I have to have a stretching process. The stretching process will not feel good. Lord have mercy. The stretching process will not be comfortable. But here it is. 
after I kept doing the stretches that Dr. Josh Fimpsa told me to do, when I got out of surgery and I was able to lay on my back, even down to last night, when I did those same stretches that used to cause me pain, now they give me joy because not only am I able to do them, I'm able to see the benefits in them. Because when I laid down on the ground, I laid down tight. A little bit of pain. Some discomfort. Lord have mercy. But by the time I ended my stretch, by the time I ended stretching, I was able to stand up pain free. My strides got a little bit longer. My pain level decreased and my comfort level increased. I don't know who I'm talking to right here, but if you can waver the water, the old folk, you say if you can wade in the water, if you can slowly move through this situation in your life, God says you're going to reap a situation in your life that you had to struggle through at one point. Mike Jones, who? You say back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Back then it was a struggle. But if you can stay in your situation long enough for God to make room for you. Let me rephrase that. If you can stay in your situation, allow Dr. Josh Feimster to stretch out the things that caused you so much pain. Here it is. Eventually, you'll get to a place where it no longer hurts, but it gives you comfort. One of my favorite verses when the Lord was warning Peter about what was to happen. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Comma. But I've already prayed for you that when thou art converted, Strengthen your brother. Here it is. 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 After, after you've been through the stretching. After you've had your body cut on. Lord have mercy. After you've been through your healing process. Now when somebody else goes through the same process. You can turn around and say. I know it hurts like hell. But if you just stretch a little bit every day. Whew, Lord have mercy. It's going to get a little bit better every day. If you just stretch a little bit every day. It's going to get better every day. If you just stretch a little bit today. That's for you. Whoever you are. Whoever y'all are. If you just stretch a little bit today. And it got hot. God's going to get you better every day. It may not happen tomorrow. I sat in the same spot for weeks. It didn't get better overnight. I couldn't walk. It didn't get better overnight. I couldn't stand. It didn't get better overnight. But the more I stretched, the better I felt. Here it is. I thought that just because I had a surgery, 
Man, I wasn't going to have to stretch anymore. Lord have mercy. But my doctor said, when your incision heals, you got to continue stretching. And the pain-free life that you wanted is going to happen. Tanisha, thank you. It's going to happen. I need for everybody to put that on your screen. Drop an anchor because that's our anchor for tonight. Drop your anchors because it's going to happen. Drop drop your anchors. It's going to happen. No matter how bad it feels, it's going to happen. No matter how much you got to deal with today, it's going to happen. There's your anchor. Drop, drop your anchors. It's going to happen. Drop your anchor and throw that on your screen. It's going to happen. If you don't expect God to work it out, don't worry about putting it on your screen. But if you believe God's going to do it, drop an anchor and type, it's going to happen. I'm not one of them people that's going to prophesy to you and tell you it's going to happen today. I ain't going to prophesy to you and tell you it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not going to prophesy and tell you that on March the 28th, 2022, at 7.59 p.m., you're going to check your mail and there's going to be a check. No, baby, I'm not going to tell you that. What I am going to tell you is that it's going to happen. Lord, have mercy. Drop your anchor and type that on your screen. It's going to happen. Remember, the future depends on your obedience. Whatever it is that God has destined you to do. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Don't wait. Get it. Get it. I know it hurts to move. But you got to keep going. It's going to happen. It may not come when you want to say and sing that song for me. It may not come when you want it. But he'll be there right on time. I, the young folks say this. I love this right here. It may not come when you want him. But you'll want him when he comes. It's going to happen. Why? Because that's one of the times God going to put a period on the end. It's going to happen. Period. May have to cry sometimes, comma, but it's going to happen. Period. You may have some sleepless nights sometimes, comma, but it's going to happen. Period. You may have to lose some friends. Comma, but it's going to happen, period. Everything that you need, God's got it. I need for you to believe this more than you believe in anything that you've ever heard. It's going to happen. Here it is. I'm, 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 can, I, can I be in my flesh for a minute? Huh? I want to hear about it when it happens. I don't care if it's next week. I don't care if it's next year. I don't care if we done Thursday, Quench Thursday and I'm in a church on my own where you a member of my church. I don't care. I need to hear about it when it happens. Because here it is. This ain't for play play for me. I want to see you receive everything that God has for you. In order for you to get it. You got to stretch sometimes. You got to acknowledge that it's going to be painful, but I'm going to get it. Lord, whatever 
you're doing in the season don't do it without me don't do it without me what a friend we have in jesus all of our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege it is to be able to carry everything to god and pray god we thank you for tonight we thank you that you're a perfect god god i thank you that you decided long ago it's gonna happen so god i thank you for the stretching process that made room for you god i thank you for the stretching process that taught me how to keep moving I thank you for the stretching process that taught me that there is no weapon formed against me that shall ever be able to prosper because I'm going to keep moving. It's going to happen. God, I lift up every person on the sound of my voice right now. I pray that whatever temporary light afflictions we are dealing with, meet us where we need you most. Not my will, God, but your will be done. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen and amen. Listen, thank y'all so much again for kicking it with me. I don't take a single moment for granted. I love you and you can't do nothing about it. Listen, when you share this thing, I need for you just to drop the anchors. If you ain't shared it, please do so at this time. And before you leave, drop me an anchor. I got to drop an anchor first. Let me start it. Drop an anchor and share this thing. There's my anchor. Come on, drop the anchors and share this thing. Get off my page. Let's do it. Peace.